Sisters but not by birth Family but not by DNA David and Adam are two of a kind And they wanna borrow some of your day To talk into your ear holes About midi-chlorians and roller coasters Those two things are unrelated But so are they They're unrelated at birth Like most people who aren't related Unrelated at birth But they're brothers in a brotherly way Now it's time for the phenomenal brother And the golden voice of the South They're brothers from different mothers But they're both really proud To be unrelated at birth I, I don't know what to say. You Adam. always know what to I, say. This is, this is the coolest... In- you have outdone yourself well, thank this you week. very much you have no idea how frustrating oh. that was you can ask Blair later maybe she'll jump on and comment but that was very yeah Porter oh. just said, <laughs> yeah Porter just said he needs this song on Apple music mm. I wonder if we could well, do well, that well, we own the rights to it so why not yeah oh 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 hey we came in a little too early uh we saw us counting down oh on, yeah no, on the live. well we're, we're gonna dial it in it's the first time <laughs> it's the yeah. first time. My hat's, my hat's a little crooked. I, I don't it's like, like George this. Stephanopoulos with the throat slash thing, you know, just. Well, okay, see that. <clears throat> Are we going to get political? Are we what? Do we need to oh, get no, political I, here? I just merely stated a fact. He was caught on camera doing a throat slash motion. That's, that's okay. Okay. My dad, my dad says, yeah, let's go. I don't know if that's um, saying we should be political or just, yeah, let's go. He's so excited, but the enthusiasm yeah, is building. No, yeah. I like that enthusiasm. I like it. <laughs> Porter said, Dave, where'd you go to college? <laughs> I had a wonder. Okay. And excuse me, everybody. By the These, way, every plant in Florida thinks it's spring and they have all unleashed their pollen simultaneously. So my apologies. With our powers, our powers combined. <laughs> Flora and fauna unite. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Golden Voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, Top of the state of Alabama, Madison, Alabama. You are the phenomenal brother. It's me. All the way from the House of Mouse, middle of the state of Florida, there in St. Cloud. Adam Although Musk. we have to work on your like placement because you were at the top of the screen. The middle of Florida is at the bottom of the screen. I think I should be somewhere in between. Well, kind of, okay, well, okay. To me, I was at the middle of the screen. Oh, got it. But the way my camera got is. It. Your, you know, this would so be down there. You could see counting down with each other in our placement geographically of locations. We need to dial our hand motions in. That's that's what we get. We got to dial yeah. that in. We gotta got to dial it. it in. So, so we are live on Facebook. If you are with us now, you can you can comment on the actual post itself. I have a watch party on my on my Facebook, and Adam has one on his. Uh, we need to figure out how we can dial it all into one funnel. So we could all see at one point in time, but I think we're getting the most yeah. out, most we can out of it. Doing I think it this Facebook's going to have to help us out with that one. And for anybody who's listening to this after the fact, we're not forgetting about you, of course. If you want to interact, you can't leave a, a message, obviously, because you're listening to this being recorded or after it's been recorded. But give us a call six five zero UAB show. Leave a comment, leave a message, anything you want to rant about. We will play it next week. So yep. I want so I want a call this week from somebody who's listening to this not live on Facebook. Let's do it. And not and not your father. We love your father, 
but he's, he's, the only, he's the number one fan, man. He's because, the only one that calls you know, us. We have a whole segment based off of his questions. So, <laughs> Virgil asked a question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Porter says no green screen this week. Boo this man. Oh, man. The, gre- yeah. the green screen is a little bit of an issue. Uh, you see it's a center block wall back here. And we tried taping it to the center block wall. The green screen fell down. We tried yeah. the, the little Loctite post-it note things. Yeah. It still fell down. So we're, it, we're, we're it, working. Let's, let's be clear, though. It wasn't a green screen, per se. It was a green poster board. Poster boards. <laughs> so hey, we're working on it. We're trying everything we, we can. We do this as cheap as possible. By the way, I, here again, I started the week without a timer. So... You're, you're going to have to be – I did. I so did. We'll, we're going to have hand motions. So it's like a Charlie Brown's Christmas, right? A slashing motion across my throat means cut the scene short. So that's what I'm going to give you. A slashing motion across my throat minutes. means I'm George Stephanopoulos. Oh, see, that's two times. Wow. He's a popular guy on our show this week. Look, okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I think I told you this. The fact that I know Trump's lawyer – it makes me even that more interested in in this impeachment trial. It is. It, yes, it, I, I, it, 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 you're actually seeing somebody's dad at work, but like a really cool place to work. Like even if even if Logan's dad or can I say the name? Even if his yeah, dad fine, was fine. was the lawyer for the other side, it would still be cool to see somebody like on TV making arguments, like doing their thing, you know. And he's doing a pretty yeah. good job with it too. You know, regardless of whichever side you land on, I think we all can admit that. The arguments they're making are as sound as they can be, given exactly the situation everything's been thrown into. So, yeah, yeah, uh, and and we're not going to say which side we lay on. If if you know me personally, you know, you know. But that's not what this is about. So, yeah, you know what it is uh, about, though, Dave. You know like the herd of turtles upstairs. The herd of turtles is there. Hi, Amanda. Yeah, uh, your mom <laughs> says sticky tack that teachers use will keep poster board on a center block wall. Uh, Kathy, please hold. For everybody who can't see, he's actually going to get the sticky tack, yeah. No, it does not. Maybe you didn't use it appropriately. Did you follow the instructions? Yes, I did. Okay. Well. So, sorry. Didn't work. Um, anyway, so what we are... I, think, we... I think the problem was you had like eight sheets of poster board uh, on a cinder yeah. block wall. It was very heavy when you taped yeah. it all together. All right, so what are, what are we about oh, this week, Adam? Dave, I am so excited. So there's a funny story behind my lead topic, and my okay. lead topic is going to lead into your lead topic. Right. But we finally got to ride Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. I believe that's the official name. You got and to ride Hagrid's. We got to ride Hagrid's. The, the funny story behind it, though, is Blair's birthday was last week. It's a very significant round number. If you want to think about how old we are, what significant round numbers exist, you know, it's not 29. But right. we um, <clears throat> we went to Universal on Thursday of last week. I took the day off, and we were going to spend the whole day there while the kids were at school. We get in line for Hagrid's right after 9 o'clock, and it was probably about a 45-minute to an hour queue that had built up at that point. Right. We start, they were in a delayed opening. We knew they were in a delayed opening because they usually are. So we get in line, and we notice nobody's gotten in line behind us. And I remember walking in hearing somebody say, I think it's time to close the line. Oh, so no. there's maybe 15 people behind us and the line never built. We stood there until 11. And then they started like making announcements. All throughout that, they were making announcements. Then the announcements changed from, we expect this to be an hour, possibly more, to 
indefinite and we don't really know. So rather than dumping the queue, which I expected them to do, they kept all of us in the queue. And right. all of a sudden we got sucked in through like two thirds of the queue and we're really close to the dispatch zone. And it was probably about another hour and a half and they finally come over the intercom and say, um, today's lessons have been indefinitely postponed. And, oh. and everybody in our section of the queue started chanting fast, pass, fast, pass, <laughs> pass. And I literally screamed. I, was, I got so caught up in the moment. I screamed, we'll burn this mother down, you know, like that. And we were all getting riled mm-hmm. up on each other. And so we actually got one. We got one of the coveted Ruby um, Express passes that they only works at Hagrid's. Mm-hmm. It's good at every attraction except for Pteranodon Flyers. And there's a whole story behind that. But um, we got two yellows to make up for the time we lost in the queue. And we got two rubies to come back and do Hagrid's. And so we went and did um, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, ate lunch of the Three Broomsticks, and went and picked up the kids. We had a good time, even though we didn't yeah. get to ride it, knowing we'd get to come back and, and try it again. So the next day, the kids went to my parents to spend the weekend with them. And we went back Friday night and um, got there as it was getting dusk and walked up and used those passes and bypassed probably a good 90-minute worth of wait to get really? right to the front, got on the ride, and it is absolutely incredible. I so, know the comparison you're going to ask me to make. No, I'm, I'm asking you this. Eric Maloney, friend of the show, yeah. uh, Funko Pop extraordinaire, just asked, he hears it's the best ride in Orlando. Yeah. Is so, this the case? So I will say that it is the best roller coaster in Orlando. I still will hold, for purposes of where your topic's going to go with this, I still will hold another attraction in Orlando as the best attraction in Orlando. But in terms okay. of roller coaster, it is the best because the theming is great. The animatronics are great. The timing was a little bit off, but they're working through that because it's a pretty complicated ride system. But um, spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't watch ride videos, but there's even a section of the track where you go up and come backwards like Everest. And then you back into this this cave and Devil Snare comes down from the ceiling. And if mm-hmm. you watch the first movie when you get entrapped or the first or second movie, when you get entrapped in Devil Snare, if you relax, you drop through it the track drops straight down about 15 feet and then you launch again. And I think that's what really? made it so good is there are probably four, I lost count, four or five launch points on the coaster that shoot you off like rock and roller coaster all throughout the ride because it's all pretty much flat with turns. There's no hill or chain. So it's all launch zones. And really? the last one is the best because there's a button on the motorcycle. The The, the car you're sitting in is either a sidecar or a motorcycle. With Which one were you in? Everything. I was in the motorcycle. And okay. there's a button on it that you push in the last one, and when, and of course, it would do it whether or not you hit it. But when you push it, you launch faster than you've launched the whole ride. And it, the the cool thing about Harry Potter was it always felt like there was a sense of chaos in the movies, right? Like nobody was ever really in control. You can never tell what's going to happen next. And this felt like that. Right. You come around the last turn, right by the unicorns, and it's wrapping up. And then Hogwarts, when you come around that last turn, is right behind the that part of the the attraction. And yeah. the fireworks show went off right when we came around the last curve. Oh, that's cool. And so that was just like the exclamation point on the end of the whole experience. Yeah. I, by far, it is the best roller coaster in Orlando because it is constantly fast. There's not a single part of it where you're just clack, 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 clack. Or even with rock and roller coasters, as much as I love it, the last probably third of that one, it doesn't really do anything. It's just a bunch of gravity turns yeah. and you're kind of slowing down and, and there's not a lot to it. <clears throat> Same thing with Mummy. There's right. a couple of parts of that that are really exciting. And then the last little bit's just a bunch of broad, fast turns. This one is hills and loops, and none of it goes upside down, but it's the way kind of almost like that California Screaming, I guess now in Credit Coaster at, at DCA in California works, that every turn is banked. 
and so you get just that g-force throughout the whole thing so yeah by far the best roller coaster in orlando so carrie carrie is asking this and says this i was about to say this before carrie said it Mm -hmm. great it's the best coaster in orlando now yeah what happens in 2020 when a certain coaster from shanghai shows up at magic kingdom yeah see that's the thing is i expect um tron light cycle to feel a lot like this one the speed and the way you're enclosed and the way you take bank turns and stuff like that i expect it to feel a lot like this one so it's definitely going to be a good comparison between the two when the time comes okay i'm looking forward to that i I really am i think that that's going to be cool whoa whoa what was that that was (laughs) my phone going crazy all right, so <clears throat> I guess before we get into the big thing, and Carrie, you're on here. I know you're a basketball fan. This isn't. This won't be live tomorrow when this goes on our podcast. But I just need laughter. Auburn's down by twelve at Ole Miss. Ouch! Just I've got that on in the background. Ouch! All right, so so this leads into to my topic. A a certain podcast friend that we have. Yeah, he he runs in the same circles, uh, the same guy that likes Avatar as much as uh, if you watched or listened to last week's show. Yep, um, he he has a, a a thought about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and another friend of his has a thought. And he actually posted this on on Twitter on Friday, and I sc- screenshotted it to you. And I, I want to talk about this a little bit. Sure, uh, I, I want to caveat this before we go into it. For anybody listening that works at the mouse with Adam, these are our opinions and our opinions only. The, the funny thing about that, Dave, is that on both my watch party and the uh, the live video, um, one of the managers in Galaxy's Edge actually joined. So <laughs> let's wait to talk about this topic. When no, that I, I don't have a problem with it because I actually have a I, – I think that my answer would be perfectly satisfactory. And it is my actual opinion, but yeah, I you agree, go ahead and share yours, please. Well, no, no, I'm going to share what this person wrote, and then then we'll talk and, yeah, and discuss and merge the two uh, topics here in a second. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to say who this YouTuber is, but just know that he looks like our friend. Um, he says, I'm just going to say it. There are only three real Star Wars movies. Y'all can call, y'all can call canon. Y'all can call Lucas. I don't give half an... Yeah. F. He says F. Uh, there are three Star Wars movies. The rest is fluff. Also, Galaxy's Edge is so half-butted. Uh, what's wrong with y'all? It's not even from actual Star Wars, you turkeys. Uh, he goes on to say, somebody asked him a question. Says, oh, I went with my wife and parents, all Star Wars fans. <coughs> we literally strolled through and we're like, here's a pick by the Falcon. Okay, we're done. No urge to return. Underwhelming. Uh, the YouTuber says it's not for Star Wars fans and it's not for kids. What is it? Why is the Millennium Falcon even there for a future movie? Uh, the guy says, pretty accurate assessment. As a pretty huge fan, I didn't want Batu. 14 Acres is underwhelming. It's a franchise with enough content to do a whole darn gate. And they settle on this abomination. Hmm. First I, off. I think that somebody needs a little bit of attention. Yeah, first off, let me ask you this. Uh, how long did it take for the virtual queue to fill up today? Today? I haven't seen a report from today. Okay. I assume you did. Well, no. Let's just go back to last Monday when I was there. Five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. So, and it, how many, 
So that park is open for what? 12, 14 hours a day? Mm-hmm. And how many people can this, can this, can the one ride, Rides of the Resistance, how many people can that hold an hour? A uh, thousand or so, I guess. I don't know. Okay. So, so roughly. Probably more than that. Yeah, so let's just let's just let's say liberally, roughly twenty thousand people flooded Hollywood Studios to ride this oh. half A star land and ride. But here, here's the thing: at the end of the day, if they didn't, if they just took a pick by the Falcon and left, and they didn't do Falcon, if they didn't try to do Ogas, if they didn't try to do Rise, then I get it. Yeah, if if you're expecting to walk into, let's let's take Tomorrowland as an example. Tomorrowland, in terms of square footage, is a very attraction-heavy land, just like mm-hmm. Fantasyland. There's probably five or six things in both of those lands to do. Um, Galaxy's Edge is more like a frontier land, where it's the theming and the overall ambience that drives the experience. And then there's a couple attractions that, that drive the capacity for the land, right? Right. So for me, I think the thing is, if you've got to, you've got to view it through the lens. And I, I don't want to dominate the conversation. I'll let you share your. No, I, but go you, ahead. you've got to dominate. You, you've got to look at this through the lens of <clears throat> how Disney, regardless of the movie conversation, how Disney has tied together all of the different ways they can deliver content into one cohesive storyline. And a lot of people are irritated. And and I didn't like that the the Last Command and Heir to the the Jedi and all that kind of stuff. Those books that Zahn wrote that they were removed and become legends, because I think those are some really good ones. But they're bringing things back that Zahn can do <clears throat> that are now considered canon. Movies tie into comic books. Comic books tie into the Disney XD shows. Those tie into the books, and everything ties into the land. Now, if you if you want to be a true fan of Star Wars, you have to read, Gal- you have to read um, Black Spire, then visit the land, do everything there is in the land and try to absorb it, and then understand it for what it is. If you right. don't do that, I honestly don't think you can say that you're a, quote, true Star Wars fan. The other aspect I'll throw out there for now is I don't think you can also say the land's not for kids because one of my kids' favorite things to do is to go in there and go in the Disney Play app and we did it when we were out there and you move, you play these games and when you do certain things it makes the X-Wing fire up and make noise. It makes droids make noise. It unlocks panels and you scan things. There's a whole interactive element for kids that I think the, the, the thing that those two guys have to remember is the reason that they feel like Star Wars Land is not for kids is because guys like that have dominated the Star Wars fandom and driven out any interest kids have, right? It's the reason right. that most kids are burned out of baseball by the age 13 now is because you got all these overbearing parents that are like, aren't you going to be a Major League Baseball player one day? Go play baseball all day, and that's, we're going to travel around and play 65 games a year and all this stuff, and it drives the interest away because they just don't want to listen to all the noise. Tell me Star Wars Land isn't for kids. Yeah. Look at her, look at her shirt. Exactly. I mean, that's that Ellie and you in front of the Falcon. And look at the look on both of your faces. And I think that's the thing is you've got to look at it as a holistic experience that fits into the Star Wars story, not a standalone land. Because if you're sitting there saying you want Disney to build an extra gate or a standalone land, this was not the thing for you. If you've immersed yourself in the culture of Star Wars, this land is going to mean something to you at the end of the day. Right, exactly. And, and to your point, oh, one other thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Look at that face. Oh, yeah. Tell me Star Wars Land is not for kids. I'm telling you. Yeah. To your point, I think you could be a, a fan of Star Wars without reading Black Spire Outpost. It's, yeah. a tough, it's a tough book to read. I had to listen to the audio book. I think you, you actually read the book. Um, but to me, 
if Disney had given us Tatooine or if they had given us Mustafar or, or whatever, your mom says cute kids, thank you. Yeah. If they had given us Mustafar, if they had given us this land that fanboys know, there is no way that the land would have been anything but perfect. Yeah. And I mean, if, if anything was out of place, if a pebble was out of place, yep. it would have been horribly right. criticized. Well, Disney doesn't uh, have the attention to detail because that's not at all how such and such would have done this and that right. over there in that part of the land. You know, right. Tatooine never looked like that in the movies, and right. you know, it's 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 that whole thing would have would have come up. So I don't blame them a bit for going outside of the movies and not recreating something. But I think that's the whole idea is you are supposed to go find your own Star Wars experience. Right. Not relive uh, an experience that other people had in the movie. Right. And that's what Carrie makes says, Rise so great. Go ahead. Right. Carrie says, I'll say as someone who isn't fully enveloped in the Star Wars story, that I fully enjoyed Galaxy's Edge without knowing about Batu or anything dealing with the Spires. The theming characters and everything was amazing, and I had no clue what was going on 75% of the time. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. If you know about Vi Marathi's story, if you know why they're doing all this at the outpost, it makes it even that much better. Yeah. But if you don't know what's going on and you learn while you're in the land, you have to – I mean, if you don't know anything about the language, you have to learn it while you're there. Yeah, it's like visiting that's a even, real foreign country. Right. That's even more of an experience. That makes – this is Epcot on steroids. Yeah. This is going to a different country at Epcot. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, and you eat their food, and you you drink at their bar, and you you try their milk, and you do their things, and that's that's the beauty of it. At the end of the day, is I think you have to you have to go in and, and look at it through the lens of, and even you and even you say it, you have to go and th- look at it through the lens of a completely different experience than anything else you would have ever done before. And you say it like with the with the background music. Why do I not hear John Williams score? As soon as I come out through the tunnel and the land is revealed, it's because in a Star Wars movie they don't hear the music. Right. They don't hear music, and it's those little things like that, you know. And listen, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that it would have been entirely possible for them, for WDI and Disney, to build a Star Wars experience that could have been a companion to one of the movies. Because if you think about when you go to Diagon Alley over at um, over at Universal. You go in there and you get on the Gringotts ride, and you are there in Gringotts while they're trying to steal a Horcrux from Bellatrix's vault, which was in one of the movies. Right. And even like when you're in the last scene and you're about to leave, and and he's saying it's the safest place on earth, and the dragon's climbing up the side of the mountain, his foot slips on a rock. That happens in the movie. You could have made those little details stand out and, and had done that, but I think it actually would have been an easier slash cheaper route to just copy something. And bolt something onto the side of it. I think if you want to go Harry Potter and you want to copy something and you want to make it where you're walking through something you saw in the movie, that is a perfectly valid approach and they've pulled it off very well. But if we would have opened Galaxy's Edge, the very first thing people would have said was, oh, you just copied a movie like Universal did with Harry Potter. And then they would have spoken out against that. And it's like you can't win in the Star Wars space anymore. You literally cannot win in that space. So I mean, basically, Disney gave us something, as Star Wars fans, Disney gave us something that is... Fixed in time. Yes. Huge spoiler for for Rise of Skywalker. If you haven't seen it, it's about to happen right now. <laughs> Skip forward thirty seconds if you if you don't want to hear anything. Even now, 
you're going to get Kylo Ren yeah. instead of Ben, ben Solo yeah. because this is fixed in time in between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. It is, yeah. And and I want that. I, I want that. But now, you know, Disney gave us the the Clone Wars, the 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 all that cartoon. I don't know what the, the Rebels cartoon Rebels. and all that and stuff. And Resistance now and that type and of Resistance, stuff. And Resistance, right? So what Disney can do now is they can give us a shoehorned cartoon in between uh, Last Jedi yeah. and Rise of Skywalker yeah. and put it on Batu and I, and and. I think You're you have great. to. You have to. That's the one piece I think that, and then we've talked this before, so I don't want to go too far into it, but that's the one piece I think that was missing is if you took something at the very beginning of Rise and you tied Vimerati and Batu and gave it a raison d'etre and said, this is why Batu exists because they were able to do this, which helped the Resistance get back on its feet, even if it's in the opening crawl. You know, even if it was in that, I think you've got to tie that in somehow to give it a reason to be. And I, 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 think, they I think they're going to get there eventually. But I think for me, and 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 I don't want I don't want to again ruin anybody's rise of the resistance experience. But one of the basic things, the premise is the empire's coming. We got to get you off world because the empire's obviously got a first order outpost on the other side of of, of Black Spire. Well, now they've discovered that you're there. We got to get you off. Then you come back, and it's like. It's made by two almost like a threatened area. Right. And you could have played off of that. The very first shot could have been shuttles taking off from a planet. And look, the resistance is now back on its feet and they're all leaving Batu to escape. You know, you could have tied it in. Right. So, well, so I, I, I want to tie did in show Batu. I think they did show Batu in Rise of Skywalker. I haven't gotten, com- like, they're in the hyperspace jump sequence, right? I haven't seen right. confirmation of that, but it needs, it really needs more than that. I, I, don't, I don't even care if it's a sequel book that ties in something to rise but it needs a reason to be like it can't just be that we that the i say we the resistance established a base just to have it be somewhere that you have to escape there right. needs to be something in between there that makes it really compelling and i think that's going to come in a matter of time so yeah i do think and this is just me talking yes it is if if we're going to call it a 100 com- complete land yeah i think we need a third ride because Toy Story has three three rides, two, but they added Mania into it. Uh, all these specific lands yeah. have three rides. Yeah, I think the thing about it is though is that you've got Ogas, which is an attraction, really. You've got yeah. you've got um, Savi's, which Rock is an attraction. Roasters. I mean, you, you've got your food and beverage location, you got your counter service location, you got your snack booth with the popcorn. You've got all the check all the boxes down the down the line, right? But I right. think that there are two rides, but there are several attractions. Yeah, I think that that you again you have to look at it through that lens of everything. If it doesn't have wheels on it, it can still be an attraction. Yeah, you know. So I think that's what people need to to think about too. But I do think that there is no possible way that you can look at Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run and say just those two rides, yeah. not not just attractions. Those two rides, yeah. those are perfect rides. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. There's no way that you can tell me that you think this land is half you know whated. Because <coughs> that ride? Yeah. Carrie, I'm gonna burst Adam's bubble here from what I the videos I've seen. That's the best ride in Orlando. What do you mean burst my bubble? 
because you said you know Hagrid's might have been the best roller coaster, and yeah. you didn't really want to go in to say, and it was the best ride. No, I don't. Rise of the Resistance is the best attraction in Orlando. It is by far okay. the best attraction in Orlando, but Hagrid's is the best roller coaster. I don't think Hagrid's tops Rise because there's only so much you can do with a with a track based ride like a steel track and, and a roller coaster right. car. There's only so much you can do. I think Rise goes so far beyond that that it it tops it. But I think they're in different categories. I don't think you can really even compare the two. It's a completely different experience. But if you have to force rank them, Rise does beat Hagrid's out. And that's not just towing the company line. I really do believe that. I yeah, really do. I agree. I agree. So let's do this. I, I, I promised them in our feed that we would do this. Okay. Compare and contrast Diagon Alley and uh, Hogsmeade with Galaxy's Edge. Now, I don't think this is... I think you told me this that this is this is public knowledge. So if it's not, I'm sorry. The people that helped I'm a little concerned. The people that helped uh, Universal with Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade, where did they come from? I, I don't know how much public knowledge that is in like public knowledge, but there have been people that have left and gone to work for Universal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I don't have so, names or like a number of people. Right. I'm not, not going to say names either. But I, I think that if you want to compare and contrast, again, one is a novel land that is not shown anywhere else. The other is a right. replica of something to give you the experience of actually walking through the movies, which is Universal's whole bag, ride the movies. Right. I mean, that's right. their whole bag, right? I think in terms of detail, I think they match each other, honestly. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I think that the wand experience is neat. In, in both, but it's not building both, your own saber. But it's not building your own saber. And the problem you get at the end of the day is you build your own saber in a place that's that's cordoned off from everybody else. They don't get to see the ceremony. It's a secret thing because Savi's supposed to be an underground guy, right? The wand thing half the time ends up being five people in line waving their wand, trying to get it just right, and then a cast member or a team member has to come over and show them how to wave it just right. I mean, it doesn't always come off great, and it's not like a personalized experience because you're standing there waiting for somebody else to Wingardium Leviosa, you know, and then yeah. you get your turn to Wingardium Leviosa, and then someone behind you does the same thing again. And it's, I, I don't know, there, there's it's a cool thing, and I love the buying the wands because I think, again, those to me are the legacy sabers of Harry Potter, right? You can buy right. someone's wand just like you can buy someone's saber. Those compare to each other. But I think that having the app drive the hacking aspect of it where I'm controlling something and I honestly looking around don't know who else is doing it. So it's not like I'm queuing up to do something. I think that's a little bit of a better implementation than the wands per se. But um, I think I think the, the criteria for the experience was two different things yeah. at the same time. I agree. So. I agree. And, and like you said, I'm glad that they actually – didn't do a movie, so you're not just walking through a movie and seeing. You know, they 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 took aspects of Star Wars, yes. but made a whole new story. Well, and, and so you think of, so they didn't take the cheap way out and rock walk the movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, you think about too, and I say this in, to Blair all the time, is that like um, Forbidden Journey over in Hogsmeade is a awesome ride system. How it seems seamlessly to an extent combines the physical and the digital, right? Mm -hmm. And it uses the Kuka Arm technology and all that kind of stuff. But really, it's like. Hey, look, you're flying. Oh, look, a dragon. Hey, there's a Quidditch match. Wow, there's a dragon. Now we're in the Forbidden uh, Forest. Ah, spiders. Doing this. Oh, Dementors. Oh, no, look over here. There's the Whomping Willow. And now we're back. 
And it's just right. like, I, I call it Harry Potter's greatest hits. It's like if you could go down and do all the things you wanted to do in three and a half minutes in Harry Potter, let's make sure you find a way to do all of those things. And coherent story-wise, I really don't see the, the thread that ties it all together. Um, but again, it's about checking the boxes, whereas the two attractions in, in Galaxy's Edge are more about giving you an experience you've never seen before that stands yeah. alone without having to tie into anything else. So just it's it's different different reasons for being you know between all that yeah. but but i think that that's where galaxy's edge pulls it off a little bit better uh, i like gringotts more um and i tend to like Diagon Alley a little bit more than i like hogsmeade even though the big hogwarts is there and everything i think they pulled it off a little bit better um but i think when you try the to fact that Diagon Alley is hidden yeah oh yeah and it's hidden behind Truly the hidden. walls and when you come around the corner, you don't see it, and then there it is. The whole way that they reveal is good. And I think the train is an, is a great attraction for them, too. It is. In the Harry it Potter is. land. I just think that in terms of the attractions that are in there, when you try to compare it to Rise and Smugglers, it, I don't think you can compare those. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so. and, and let's be honest. I am a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. I am a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But... I'm even more of a Star Wars fan than I am a Harry Potter oh, fan. Yeah. So the fact that it gets to live anything in the Star Wars universe makes Star Wars that much better. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, I, I know that a lot of people have said, <coughs> smug <coughs> excuse me, with Smugglers Run too, that I don't get it. Why is the Falcon there? All this kind of stuff. I mean, that's a story they can tell one day. That doesn't mean that they right. won't ever tell it. That may be a story that's in the works, and maybe you'll find out, and it ties into something that's important. So. Well, you, you find out in, in the the pre-show of Smuggler's Run. I just saw in the live video you were giving me the wrap-up signal. I, I was giving you the wrap-up oh, signal. Okay. It's this, remember? No, I'm not being Stephanopoulos. <laughs> anyway, make, so, make your final point, and then we can move on. Well, my final point is this. Star Wars is better than Harry Potter. Disney is better than Universal. If you call Star Wars land or Galaxy's Edge a half blank, you know what, blank land you're you're dumb yeah pay attention <laughs> pay attention and, and fyi shout out to my dad with the blue milk he's, yep. he's chanting blue milk in the chat i'm team green but i'm team swirl team swirl there you go that should still be a standard offering i agree it is carrie, carrie says we need a bigger jurassic park land well they're working on a, a roller coaster now yeah they are all right so we don't have a good transition from movie review to from theme park to movie review. So why don't we put in Virgil asks a question. Okay. And what, what we're going to do here is on the live feed, we're going to read it. But if you also listen to our podcast, you will hear Virgil asking this question. Right. Okay, Adam and Dave. Uh, question of the week. Uh, since you guys touched on the subject of uh, bourbon. Uh, here's a question. Who was one of our founding fathers that was a whiskey producer? Uh, just a little um, note. In 1799, his distillery produced uh, nearly 11,000 gallons, making it one of the largest whiskey distilleries in America at the time. So, who was the founding father who was a whiskey maker? Are you trying to stump me? I'm sure you already know the answer. It's George Washington. George Washington. That's right. George Washington. By the time he died, he was the largest producer of rye whiskey in the country. Um, but 
it was not bourbon because bourbon, well, it was made with rye and not a lot of corn. Mm. So it was whiskey. Hmm. Fascinating. Look at you. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> and it was being made the same time as Jack Daniel. Jack Daniels was making his down here in Lynchburg. Really? That was like, like the turn of the century in the 1800s? Mm-hmm. Wow. In fact, let me, let me do my little Google thing here. Jack Daniels. Actually, do you know how... Here's my trivia. Dave asked the question. Okay. Do you know how Jack Daniels died? No. I've been to the distillery once before, so I'm sure I heard the story, but I don't remember. He got mad at a safe and kicked a wrought iron safe okay and broke his foot and his foot got gangrious and he died wow you think he just could have poured some alcohol on it you'd think okay i I, i'm sorry jack uh jack daniel was 100 years later okay that's what i thought i thought that sounded a little early jack daniels but still yeah cool so there you go everybody learned something today about dave's everybody. favorite topic no second not my favorite. favorite topic no third favorite i'd say top 10 okay top 10 your mom said you know how jack daniels died his heart stopped uh, <laughs> oh i've got one for you do you know what kind of doctor dr pepper is I, i'm afraid to ask a physician Okay, so our next topic. Um, wow. Come on, somebody out there is laughing. I know it. No, I hope not. <laughs> okay, our next topic. So not only did you get to ride Hagrid's on Friday, uh-huh. you took Blair out to see a movie. We did. And what movie did you go see? Let's oh, my look. gosh. My friend Kathy is laughing at your joke. Yes. The lack of a joke. The lack of Carrie joke. says, what did the shy pebble say? Uh-oh. Uh, we're about 30 seconds behind the, yeah. the feed here. So, right. I don't know. So, we, we'll, we'll wait for the punchline. We're going to leave everybody in suspense on that one. Yep. Um, we went to see Little Women. She wants to be a little bolder. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Dream big, kids. So we uh, we went to see Little Women. A bit the, tall. I wish it was a baller. I wish I had a rabbit and a hat and a girl I'd call her. Okay. A rabbit and a hat? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so we, actually, the song. we went to the new uh, newly renovated Cinemark up at uh, City Walk where they have luxury seating. Ooh. Yes. I mean, you didn't go to your little Mayberry Rinky-Dink Theater? No, it wasn't showing here. So we had to, they were showing two new movies, new and popular movies. Little Women's on the way out. So we... Uh, those things, I have to say, I was not that comfortable in the luxury seating. Oh, the one here in Huntsville is great. When it leans all the way back, it almost oh. feels like you're just in kind of your shoulders kind of raise up and you're in a pod. So I couldn't oh, find that. the right setting. And then it, it was actually really funny before we get into the movie review. Um, right before the movie start, there were three people in the theater, including us. And right when the movie was starting, a group three of teenagers people? comes in. Three people, including us. So, so some me, oh including one other person. So sometimes they're sitting by themselves. Yes, and so right before the movie starts, a group of teenagers comes in, and mm. they're hee hawing and <laughs> you know and all that, 
And about 20 minutes into it, they started taking the buttons and going click, 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 and making the thing go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down like that. And then they started laughing. And I was we were probably two rows down in front of them. And I literally let out the loudest dad shush that I could. I've been practicing 10 years for this moment with kids, right? Let out this loud shh like that. Quiet as a mouse. Not a peep the rest of the movie. Wow. Daddy showed up. And I felt did, old. Did, yeah, you should. Did Blair give you the Adam? No, she was she was glad I did it. It was she wanted to watch yeah. her movie without clicky 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 click, click going on in the background. So you should have just thrown popcorn back behind you. That's true. But then they would have thrown it back and we'd have turned into like you a had popcorn th- war and <laughs> Yeah. I mean so is the movie as boring as it sounds? It, it actually was not that bad. So I mean, of course it's not gonna be for everybody. And you have to find ways to be interested in the storyline because I had never, it's one of Blair's favorite books, but I had never written the, read the book, never had seen anything about it. So I was walking in completely blind and it wasn't really that bad. I think, I think, I think the character of Joe was dynamic enough and the way that the timeline kind of bounced around, it wasn't a linear movie. It bounced between timelines um, mm-hmm. Between like it bounced up forward twenty years and then back to when they were kids and then when they were teenagers and that kind of thing and it kept it really interesting and there's enough humor in it actually to to be kind of funny so actually Little Women it. was it was written in what the eighteen hundreds uh, yeah yeah it's set around it's set around the time of the Civil War okay so I, there's I an just, American I history don't... aspect there too I I walked in expecting yeah. a period piece like the the <laughs> hello you know and that kind of thing. And, and so I walk in expecting. Uh, set, I walk in expecting a movie set in like Britain in like the old days, the olden days, and it was actually set in kind of modern American times a little bit. And so I think that made it easier to digest. But um, Please just move on, move on to your. So what movie did you say? What movie did you see, Dave? Oh my gosh! I think Dave, you you went with your wife too, right? Come on, man! I'm trying. I'm trying here. We got 15 minutes. <laughs> Gary said, "I'm such a child." Yes, you're right. I am. Oh yes, you oh, are. Okay, I went to see a good movie actually. Uh, I actually went to see Bad Boys for Life. Mm. Such a great movie. I will say this: it is Will Smith at his finest. What are you laughing at? Will Smith plays the same character in every movie. He does not. Okay, how many times did he go woo like that? Oh, in this movie, he does. You're I mean, right. You know, did he, did he ever go woo in uh, uh, Nine Pounds or or Pursuit of Happiness? He wanted to. Or no, he didn't. <laughs> did Did he go woo in I Am Legend? There was some pretty Will Smith stuff in I Am Legend, though. Okay, but I mean, this this was Will Smith at his funniest. Yeah. And, and I'll say this: Will Smith is in his late fifties, I think. Mm-hmm. That man does not age. No. Ever. M- Martin Lawrence does, though. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, it looks bad. Yeah. Carrie says, Will absolutely plays the exact same character in any comedy movie. Comedy movie, yeah. That, that's valid. I, I'll okay. give you this. Yeah. Um, the comedy wasn't as good in this one. It was still bad. It wasn't as good comedy as Bad Boys 2. Uh, but the action in this movie was spot on, and it was amazing. Cool. 
I this is one that I will watch three or four times. Uh, I've I've got Bad Boys One and Bad Boys Two memorized. I can probably quote the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, and and this one's one that I'll probably say the same thing. And they do set up Bad Boys Four. Wow. Perfectly. So what's it? If what's Mar- that gonna? Be? If this one's Bad Boys Four Life, what's that one gonna be? Bad Boys Forever. Hmm. Okay. I mean. I mean yeah. I, Amanda hasn't seen Bad Boys 1 or 2. Neither have but I. She, well, I'm not shocked by that. Um, you didn't hang out with Willie and Clarence as much as I did. That is true. Um, but but she liked it and she enjoyed it because even though it's a, a, a trilogy, they all stand on their own. There is some callbacks to 2 and two and 1, but not as many, not as not where you really wouldn't get what's going on. Okay. So So both you and Amanda enjoyed it? Both I and Amanda enjoyed it, and I got two new Funko Pops out of it. Wow. So we go to our Cinemark, which is used to be called the Monaco, was bought by Cinemark about two years ago. And I blame Carrie for this. I hope. Uh, Carrie says it's going to be Bad Boys and Furious. <laughs> nice. Tokyo so I blame, I blame Carrie for my Funko Pop problem. Okay. Um, we walk in. And, you know, at Cinemark, they're not just selling food anymore. They actually sell T-shirts. They sell Funko Pops. They sell everything else. They had all of their Frozen 2 merchandise marked at 50% off and then some. They had the Anna, the Cinemark uh, special Annas for $4 each. Wow. I was, I was like, eh, these are probably just, you know, cheapy Funko Pops. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to look. So we go in the theater, we get our Coke, go to the theater, sit down. I looked, I, I just, you know what? I'm just going to look. I'm just going to see what, what they're worth on, on my little app. Each of them were $22. Wow. And they were selling them for $4. So I looked at Amanda and said, I'll be right back. I bought two of them. Nice. Two for so, the price of one, really, I mean. Really, two for the price of one. So, yeah. I mean, it really was a no-brainer. Well, I have to say, when I saw your text, I got really excited since we were about to walk into a Cinemark. And uh, and all they were selling at ours was blankets for $15. Oh. <laughs> they, they had those blankets. And honestly, I almost yeah. bought a blanket because Amanda gets cold anywhere she goes. Yeah, we did too. And I thought, you know, this will be nice. Yeah. But here they are in the seat next to me. Oh. Yeah. Movie buddies. Uh, all right, so we got 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, I posted a meme on Instagram and Facebook earlier in the week, and I said we were going to talk about this on the show. Uh, quick discussion. We don't have to go into great detail on this, but we did have actually some some good feedback on this. Yeah. Um, Carrie says, when they do the movie Blankets, I buy one. There you <laughs> go. Um, so here we go. Without revealing your actual age, what's something you remember – that if you told a younger person, they wouldn't understand. Yeah. Let me read the comments that we got on here. Yep. And and we'll we'll go from there. Um, I don't. I, you can't tell who people are on Instagram. They just have their their titles. So I'm just gonna say this. Uh, somebody said we just had to explain encyclopedias to our kids. The Google books. <laughs> nice. Um, somebody said TV <laughs> stations went off the air at midnight. Yep. I think this was you. You said you could only watch whatever was on TV, no on-demand. Yeah. Phones had cords and no caller ID. Uh, if you wanted to order something to be delivered from a store, you had to make a phone call with an item number from a catalog. 
and there was no next day delivery. It took four to six weeks, and you had no tracking information to keep up with it. But the day the Sears wish book arrived in the mail was the oh. best day ever. Amen to that. That was the best, yeah. All right, so I'm looking up our Facebook now. I should have had this pulled up. Uh, do you have any more while this is pulling up? That, uh, that- I, I do have one. So I used to have this, I guess you could call it a toy, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was Mel Allen telling stories about baseball players. But they were like these little bitty baseball cards slash disc things. And you put them into this little player and they spun mm-hmm. like a record. And they had grooves on the bottom and it would like play a story about a certain baseball player based off of what disc you had gotten. That's but cool. it wasn't like a CD. It was literally like it physically would almost do like its own little kind of record player on the inside. But it was a, a baseball player, a, a baseball announcer on a record talking about baseball players none of the kids would know about today. Uh, in a manner go. in which they would never understand. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last one on here was you actually had to pull out the antenna on your cordless phone. That's right. I can remember. Here's my two. I, I can remember having to ask everybody at home, can I get on the internet? Yeah. Because I had to hog up the phone line. Yeah. And you heard this, when you were getting on the on the internet yep and then you're like sorry i was downloading something right exactly it took three hours to download one song yeah now if it takes more than two minutes you get upset yeah and then the other one was i can remember not having a cordless phone and you had to actually find a spot I'm going to see if I can do this. I probably lean back too much. You had to find a spot in the living room where the cord would reach and find a spot to lay on the couch or, or, or lay on the floor and get comfortable. And then if you, if you spin too much, you get all wrapped up in the cord and you had to do another and unspin. See, what's funny is Kathy, Kathy Cook, who at high school was Kathy Langman. Kathy, I'm sorry. You're going to hate me for this. Her and I dated in high school. Okay. I was actually talking to Kathy when wrapping around myself in this cord and trying to find a way to turn. And, and so <laughs> Kathy could probably tell you some stories about me and her talking on the phone and, yeah. and, and being that way. So I'm picturing I'm picturing teenage Dave. What you doing? Nothing. <laughs> no, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. And then <laughs> There's also, see, Kathy, the fact that you mentioned AOL dial-up, this is funny, because yeah. you also had pager code. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, looking up. The year, the year I started at Disney, and for probably about four or five years after that, they gave me a pager. Yeah. And She's so laughing at me now, by the way. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet. The only reason I know pager code is because of Kathy. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, collect calls. I mean. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff kids wouldn't understand today. You have I, a I even would from, say, Please come pick me up. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I, I would even say that um, action figures in general, if you tried to explain that to a lot of kids today, they wouldn't understand. Yeah. You know, like I, that little rubber band on the inside of a G.I. Joe that would always make him snap oh, back. I used it to snapped, you're in half. Oh, no, I, but I, would, I would sit in there and get a pair of tweezers, and I would take that rubber band out. And I would stand them up in a line, and I would shoot them with like a GI Joe, you know, little foam dart or something, and blow mm-hmm. them all in half. 
<laughs> and now those G.I. Joe's are probably worth tons of money. Yeah, know? exactly. You know, and and now like there's G.I. Joe mobile apps and stuff, and, and, and I don't think kids get that whole tactile play thing as much. You know, even when you try to yeah. engage them in it, there's really not a lot out there. And, and action figures, like even like, you know, Hot Wheel cars are like ninety seven cents, but they've like the DC Hot Wheel cars or you know ones that are, are themed like a character, like six seven bucks. Yeah, action figures like fourteen dollars, and there aren't action figures anymore. They're collectors items. The action figures are for you and me. <laughs> I mean, they're not do I need to show you what my, what my TV looks like over here? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, on my bookshelf, there's a Mandalorian and a Sith Trooper, and it's like, don't touch those, you know. Right? <laughs> here, I'm going I'm to try something real quick. Okay, so, well, you going to move the whole computer? Follow me. You won't be able to see this on, on the uh, podcast. That's my daughter's. But <laughs> You won't be able to see this, but in my man cave, there's a Barbie dream house. Well, Ellie's in trouble, so she, uh, her dream house is taken away. But look at all these toys and the ones that are in boxes that still aren't taken out yet. Yeah. So look those are Funko mine. Pops. Do you take the Funko Pops in the Barbie dream house and just feel like, oh, Anna, Elsa, it's so good to have you at the tea party? No. Oh, well, you should. It would be fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So how are we looking on time, Adam? I, I don't have my timer, and I don't like this. You don't have your timer. I think we're good. Um, a few minutes, we can wrap up and, you know, all right, well, ease into the end of the show. No need to rush. We have a new way to – have you set up the new social yet set that we haven't played with yet? Social. A new video format? New? What are you talking about? Twitch. Oh, yeah, I set up Twitch. I'm trying to figure it out, though, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, the, the timer's hard enough, much much less learning a whole new platform. No, but we're, we're trying to figure out now. Um, there's a Restream.io that we're looking at that can put this in a lot more formats and a lot more platforms. Restream.io? What is that? That's the platform. Like, you, you put in all your stream keys for all the different platforms, like Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. And then you load them into that, and it broadcasts to all of those platforms for you. Hmm. So you can be in, like, we could be live on, like, eight different websites at the same time. So Twitch is the one I want to look at next, because the Thrill Geek guys were talking about it. And I, I yeah. want to toy around with that and see what it's all can, about. Cause can we be live on our own website? Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, I'll look at it. I'll get right on that, Rose. My name's not Rose. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll get right on that, David. My Christian name? Oh, yeah. Wow, you know I've only sang it. once. I've only sang once on this show. I know, and look at how well we've done today. I feel like I've cheated people. Have you? Yeah. You're trying to think of a song reference that you can easily weave into this moment. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. <laughs> you can. Everybody watching on the video can see it too. The wheels were spinning. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and just wrap it up, man? Tell, tell them how they can find us. All right. So if you want to be part of the show, you really need to call in and we will play it on air. Adam, yes. what's that phone number? 650-UAB-SHOW. It couldn't be easier. And it's toll free. You don't have to call, collect, or put a quarter in a phone or anything. 650-UAB-SHOW. <laughs> You'll hear a brief message. You'll hear a beep. Leave a message after the beep. We will play it. We will talk about it. Sherry, I'm looking at you. I want a full trip recap on a voicemail. There you go. That would be great. We'll get a full full trip recap in an email. <laughs> you know well, it. I, I want a call from somewhere in the parks. Hey, it's Sherry and I'm at the Magic Kingdom. Something. 
Well, she's something. Let's see, it's a. It, but she's in bed now. She's an old lady. Yeah. Well, she went for a run too. It looked like. I mean, she's been busy all day. Yeah, she has. She. It looks like she's been busy drinking, but yes. that's between you and me. Yeah, you know. And Facebook. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so you see the socials here online. If you're on our Facebook Live every Tuesday night when we record. 8.30 to whenever we are on Facebook Live. We would love interacting with everybody. We'd love to see you. We love, well, we don't see you. Uh, we love to talk to you here. Um, I see you. <laughs> I see you. Um, if you want to interact with us on socials that aren't Facebook, Instagram, we're at Unrelated to Birth. I'm at Adams 419 He is at Runtide Run. Twitter, we are at Not Related Bros. I'm Adams 419 He is at Runtide Run. Uh, we have our website, www.unrelatedatbirth.com. We're soon. We might be streaming live, evidently. We're going to try. We're on YouTube. <laughs> We've got a couple of videos that aren't just the, the podcast. Um, we might have some more eventually. Uh, we yeah. both have gimbals now, so we might have some more fun stuff to put there. If, if our if our editor, if I learn how to edit uh, better video, I'm not very. I'm out of practice with it. That would be good. I went, I went to school for it. <laughs> I'm out of practice with it. Uh, but we're, we're, we are on YouTube. Just search for "Unrelated to Birth" on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to think what other socials am I missing? Twitch is it "Unrelated to Birth"? It is, yeah. Okay, there's nothing there yet. No, there's not, but more to come. More to come. Uh, but I think that's it. I'm, I'm running through all the socials in my head, all the things in my head. I think that's that's what we wanted to talk about. Cool. So I'm going to say my ending, and then Adam's going to say his. Guys, we love y'all. Uh, we really do appreciate you. You're taking time out of your day to listen to us and just ramble on about stuff. And this is how Adam and I talk. We would be doing this any week, any day just normally, but you take time out of your day to actually listen to us. And we think that's really cool. Uh, we love you. We know God loves you and uh, hope you'll have a good week. Adam, yep. what you got? Now that's it. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, thank you for your time. We love you, but not as much as Jesus does. Go have a great week and be kind to each other, everybody. Bye. Roll time. Roll time.